0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al-Saleh and Hani Balkis.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Balkis, with Omnia saleh bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is February 8th. And it is the year 2023. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. We are seven years closer to the year 2030. and 2030, of promises are made in 2030. Yes, a lot of promises are made in 2030. But ladies and gentlemen, when it happens to news right here in the UAE, we're talking about how Sheikh Mohammed has asked for a study on ChatGPT and how it can safely benefit the government sector.
0: Yes, indeed. And it's all about ChatGPT today because there is big news about Google officially launching the rival of ChatGPT, known as BARD. The big question is, how is it any different from ChatGPT? And we're going to be getting into that in just a bit.
1: Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're also talking about how Twitter is going to start sharing advert revenue with content creators. Now, we do know that the big social media companies like Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok, and even we can consider it YouTube as well. They do give creators money. They share content to them or they share, you know, the revenue of the company to them that makes them an incentive to post more. But we see that Twitter, not a lot of people are posting as much as usual. So this is Elon Musk's bid to make people post more on Twitter.
0: Absolutely. We're also going to be talking about how Microsoft's new AI-powered Bing search engine will also be taking on Google and more on that in just a bit. Lots and lots is in store right here on today's show, so keep all seventy-five locked and we'll be right back. Daily Digital
1: News. Bits and bytes connect our world.
0: How can ChatGPT help us advance the way certain services are done when it comes to the UAE governmental sector? This is the big question that Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid is attempting to answer with the most recent study that he has asked for. It's going to be basically assessing how ChatGPT, the very well-known artificial intelligence that can basically seek mm-hmm or not seek, give you answers about some of the most intricate questions. And at the same time, it's very conversational. It's much smarter than any AI we've seen before. And it soon may just be embedded within the UAE government. Now, the report w- is going to basically look at the impact of such technologies like artificial intelligence on education, health, media, and many more sectors.
1: Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, this did come as Sheikh bin Rashid Al Maktoum did chair a UAE cabinet meeting just on Monday now, Chat GPT, as we all do know, does use artificial intelligence to convincingly mimic human writing. And the software by Californian company OpenAI has been trained on billions of words and tons of online data. And that's what we call machine learning, ladies and gentlemen. And it does enable it to write surprisingly human-like text, including passable school essays. And we also do know that it can generate Articles, essays, jokes, and even poetry in response to prompts, which is backed, backed by Microsoft. And OpenAI made the technology available to the public for free in late nove- November. And we've see, been seeing a lot of success with ChatGPT and OpenAI as a whole. Now, the UAE cabinet did approve a policy to raise the efficiency of government work through the use of AI. And the policy does include standards and guidelines that do guarantee safe use of of AI. Now the policy also does aim at increasing the productivity and efficiency in various sectors and does enhance competitiveness and the quality of government services. And then to add on to that, we are also looking at also providing more training opportunities for its employees. Now The fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, is that AI is smarter than us. So let it teach us.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And we've also seen that the cabinet has also approved the national policies for the Internet of Things security, cybersecurity accreditation, and cloud security. We've also seen a lot of other related policies to try and provide solutions for some of the current and also Mm. future challenges uh, that could take place with the transformation that we have seen in the UAE. The cabinet also adopted a decision on updating the made in UAE unified national mark ecosystem in order to support national products so this is basically going to include simplifying the procedures for improve, for obtaining the mark allowing industrial facilities in free zones to obtain it and also confirming the facilities commitment to product safety through the application of conformity standards If you have any thoughts about the use of ChatGPT, if you've tried it yourself, Mm -hmm. as we've mentioned, it has been free since November and a lot of people have actually been enjoying the uses of it. Hopefully, students are still typing out their own essays. Let us know for 215. We'll be taking a very short break. But when we come back, we are still talking about ChatGPT. But this time, it's the race amongst OpenAI, Microsoft. Daily digital news.
1: Bits and bytes connect our world. (sighs) Battle of
0: the AI,
1: the AI, mm-hmm. or can we talk? Let's say AI chatbots. Mm. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a brand new news coming out of Google. As Google's Bard is now a competitive force to be reckoned with when it does What's come. What's
0: up with the name?
1: I don't like the name, but bard? bard. Hey, can you Bard it? Hey, did you ask Bard today? So bad. It's very it doesn't uh, you know click well with the no. tongue, nor does Chat GPT. But we're looking at weird names for these uh, two companies. But Google's Bard. We're going to be talking about what is it and how is it so different to the very well-known Chat GPT. Now we do know that it took a little bit more than two months for Chat GPT to attract more than 100 million users to wake up a sleeping giant, which is well known as Google. Now. Omnia, oh, yeah, if you remembered, when we hmm. talked about the first day of the launch of Chad GPT, what did I tell you?
0: That it's going to be a rival to Google.
1: Yes, and I told you that Microsoft, uh, now this wasn't yeah, as well new, invest. known. Hmm. Now, actually, yeah, they were going to invest more money. And Microsoft, if they continue doing what they do and, and, and Google stays sleeping on it.
0: Bing will be.
1: Bing will now then dominate the Google ser- the, the search engine uh, you know, uh, field.
0: Absolutely. And this is exactly why Google decided you know what? We need to act fast before we lose mm-hmm. our spot. Google chief executive Sundar Pichai actually announced that the conversational artificial intelligence service called Bard is officially ready to be launched. And so a lot of people are quite, you know, they've been questioning what are the different features? What makes it so different from chat gpt and the answer is pretty simple bard is expected to render stories just like this one obsolete it is after all a news article written to answer the questions that readers most likely will search on for uh, or search for on google about bard if you just look up you know you run a quick google search on bard chat gpt or how is google new thing different from chat gpt You'll basically find that a lot of people have been saying that uh, Google is trying to create a search engine that is the first stop for people to gain access to news these days, but also a powerful traffic generator for media websites. And when we've seen their search engine optimization, we have definitely looked at Google still, you know, ranking very high on the list. What makes it different with BARD? It appears that we are not going to be using Google search engine for money lo- for much longer because they're creating a lot of changes to it, incorporating a much larger language model. And this language model is basically going to be capable of drawing on the information from the web to provide fresh, high-quality responses. And so what we've seen is that by simply going ahead and looking up a quick search, bard has the advantage in terms of reach in terms of access to information in terms of the types of media it offers chat gpt on the other hand it's often over capacity this is something a lot of users have been complaining about second off sometimes it plagiarizes a lot of its answers third of all a lot of the times it actually does not do well on math problems which mm. a lot of people especially those students engineers they have definitely confirmed that as well that is to say it is flawed and just like with any artificial intelligence it is re- learning from the different data sets that it's being fed mm-hmm. with so it's still capable of producing thoughtful accurate answers and microsoft just like you mentioned honey they do plan to integrate uh, the open ai product chat gpt with their search engine bing however what we've seen so far is bard has a pretty good chance because google is still more accurate. It still has a much better access to real-time information than ChatGPT ever will.
1: Yes, and Omni, you're 100% right. So we will be seeing, you know, within the coming weeks and maybe even months, how well will Google, you know, weaponize themselves against ChatGPT? Because for the longest time now, ladies and gentlemen, Google has been, you know, The mad mad dog when it does come to search engines, you know, they have dominated the sector. No one could go up against them. Mm -hmm. Omni and I have talked about alternatives before, DuckDuckGo, you know, and Bing has always been there. Yahoo search was destroyed years and years, years ago. Ask.com was destroyed years and years ago. And the only one standing still and holding, you know, the reins was Google. And apart from Google, we had Bing, which didn't really do anything. But now we're looking at Bing making a comeback, and Microsoft does want to get the spot back of being the number one tech company in the world. And how can you do that? Well, you just own the biggest search engine, the most valuable search engine on the planet. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let's know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, more tech news coming right at you from your stereo speakers. Pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download ladies and gentlemen in a bid to get more content creators on the platform twitter is going to start sharing advert revenue with content creators and that was what elon musk says in a recent post now twitter will start sharing advertising revenue with some content creators the social media's platform billionaire owner and chief executive elon musk has said recently and he did went on and tweeted starting today Twitter will share ad revenue with creators for ads that appear in their reply threads now Mr Musk who has around 127.8 million followers himself did not specify the actual share creators will receive but to be eligible the account must be a subscriber to Twitter blue verified and Obviously, you're paying eight dollars a month mm. for that. So, <laughs> how much are you gonna make? Ten dollars a month?
0: Well, the blue check mark was previously reserved for the verified accounts of politicians, celebrities, journalists, and other public figures. However, Mr. Musk launched the Twitter Blue subscription service to raise fresh revenue. The subscription does add a blue check mark to the account. It offers you early access of uh, to certain features like tweet edits, longer videos, NFT profile pictures, as well as custom app icons. However, newly created Twitter accounts are not able to subscribe to Twitter Blue up until 90 days have passed. The feature is currently available in 12 countries, including Saudi Arabia. And back in the U.S., Twitter Blue costs $11 per month on Apple's iOS and Android, while it's still slightly cheaper at $8 for the web version. In Saudi Arabia, it will cost around 42 Saudi riyals, which is $11.2 per month. Looking at it, part of the reason why Elon Musk decided, you know what, I'm going to try and um, let's say mm-hmm. play this game of allowing content creators to get some of the ad revenue because he lost at least half of the major advertisers for Twitter in the weeks after he became chief executive, which is a huge loss. We're talking about the loss of about seven seven hundred $750 million. And so he has previously claimed that the company was losing $4 million a day. And it has since tried to introduce paid subscription service. Yesterday, just yesterday, we were talking about how he was launching the gold checkmark where you're going to pay $1,000 to be able to maintain it. And so he's definitely trying. Uh, I don't think content creators are going to gain much out of this. Just like you mentioned, they are paying $8 per subscription.
1: Yes, and actually, ladies and gentlemen, the feature is actually currently available in 12 countries, and that does include Saudi Arabia. And in the U.S., just like Omni did mention, $11. But right here in the Gulf region, Saudi Arabia will cost you 42 riyals. So, 42 dirhams. Omni, would you pay 42 dirhams, a Netflix subscription for Twitter Blue? No. <laughs> that's Amazon. That's even... that's Amazon Prime is cheaper. Yeah. Amazon Prime is 17 dirhams.
0: Yeah. Well, OSN. Not worth it.
1: Plus... It's 30 dirhams.
0: Not worth it at all.
1: Talabat <laughs> uh, Pro, I think, is like what, 30 dirhams as well. Yep. So you're paying 42 dirhams to tweet.
0: For what? I For mean, a the blue f- check mark. And the features are nothing. Being able to edit a tweet, adding an NFT profile picture, longer videos. Not worth Twitter it. Twitter doesn't opinion. even have
1: <laughs> as much adver- advertisers, you know, because we do know in the weeks of Mr. Musk, when he did become chief executive, he did represent a loss of about 750 million dollars, so a lot of uh, advertisers did back out as soon as Elon Musk, uh, you know, took it or took Twitter. And it seems like nowadays every company is scared to be canceled. So uh, again, we are looking at how Elon Musk is trying to get more people to engage, more content creators to be engaged in Twitter, and in this way, add revenue. Four, two, one, five, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your guys' thoughts. So we are taking a very Short break, but when we come back, Omnia.
0: We are going to be talking all about more tech news right here on future Talk. Check this out. Check this out. 95. The circle of Twitter decisions is finally complete. The social media network will finally stop forcing its algorithmic for you timeline, the one that people have been hating on for the past few months. Uh, for both iOS and Android users. Instead, the application itself will now remember your choice of the timeline when you close it. So if you were looking at the chronological following timeline while exiting the app, you won't be forced back into the algorithmic timeline when you open Twitter again. The company actually rolled out this update to the web app or to the website version of it last month and now it's pushing the latest versions of this update to the twitter mobile apps on both ios and android
1: yes and ladies and gentlemen again we've been talking about twitter because twitter is doing its, the most when it does try to be relevant in the world of social media now essentially if you are looking at the chronological following timeline while using the application you will not be forced Back to the algorithmic timeline when you open twitter again and actually this happened to me I mean, believe it or not mm. because uh you know what they say no news or no pr is bad pr yep. or all pr is good pr yes. right and because of all these you know twitter talk i jump into twitter to see what's going on and i noticed that i was on my for you page mm. for the better half of the time and for I didn't even, algorithm. for you algorithm yeah. which is like the for you timeline I was on it for the better half of the time and I felt bamboozled and I was like, oh, wait, let me uh, go back to the following. Yeah. And um, again, now the for you was okay. I mean, it did cater to some things that I did like. So I'm not going to say that it was horrible, but we do look that Elon Musk, uh, you know, was pushing the algorithmic for you timeline last month by making it the default feed on iOS. And that is why that's what happened to me. And then later on, it did also bring the dual timeline view to Android and the web. So I don't know why you would want to use or see two timelines at the same time. But many users were not happy with the fact that there was no way to make the chronological timeline as a default, as Twitter did push them back for the For You timeline.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, a lot of people have actually been very happy with this news because at the end of the day, a lot of us use, if not everyone uh, we use instagram we use facebook twitter so that we can check up and see the latest updates on our friends and loved ones and so although it, it was a good try they mm-hmm. tried to mimic tiktok in a, for a while and even instagram it was just not the move that everyone wanted we'd love to hear your thoughts 4215 are you the type of person who would rather go for the for you algorithmic timeline or the following timeline let us know your thoughts but this does conclude our hour uh, together for the day we truly hope you've enjoyed it with us just as much as we did and we cannot wait to be back with you tomorrow same time same place bringing you the latest tech innovations right here in the uae and all around the world coming up is the halftime show with the man himself Ahmed al so make sure you keep call 25 locked and we'll see you next time